Hey, it's Brad Parker, Crystal Palace fan, and you are listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. So it's a parade. So you get a draw, and now you get the intro, is that it? Well, I was just thinking because it was, you know, he's our boss. Our boss, you know? <laughs> Roy's our boss. Well, you got bossed by your boss there, uh, Jose. Yeah, fucking hell. Uh, you know, don't worry about it. They're just little ponies. <laughs> Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell the Lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and still with us, miraculously, my co-host, Samuel Graham. What's up, Sam? Why am I still here miraculously? You lost to fucking Burnley. Yeah, it was pitiful, wasn't it? <laughs> Burnley yeah. didn't do anything. We lost to ourselves. <laughs> that's, okay. That, that, yeah, that's true. The number four overall pick <laughs> cost me points this week. That was great. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. And should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Sure. You can get in touch with us on social media at D Football Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then D Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And we always respond. We love chatting with you guys. Uh, and if you like the show on Facebook, you'll also get an invite at some. Remember, somehow. you don't get the invite. Oh, that's right. You, you don't get the us. invite anymore. You got to find it. Search Drunkard United FC. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Uh, search Drunkard United FC, and if it's our day on the algorithm, you'll be able to find us. <laughs> and if not, you'll get a lot of dildo advertisements. For Drunkard United FC? I don't know what they do over there. I just <laughs> made something up. The Shycom globalists are fucking us over at uh, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you know? Umbrella Corp, whatever. You know? What was the thing? for Skynet. Yep, Skynet. <laughs> We're all going to get our uh, microchips from the vaccine, right? It's all coming. That's right. Uh, Alex Jones told me so. Alex Jones told me so. Do you so. see the, uh, the uh, My Body, My Choice as it relates to the vaccine? My Body, My Choice uh, starter pack, uh-uh. uh, cocaine, <laughs> vape, and uh, white claws. There you go. That like, sounds about right. I see you looking at the ingredients in those. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. But not White Claw. Exactly. <laughs> Although we drank them one time on we the did. show. <laughs> As the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, another uh, top 20 from 2019. Yes, this is Whiskey Advocates number 19 from 2019. Also won a single gold at San Francisco that same year. It is a Japanese whiskey uh, called Mitsui. Uh, the Peated, which is a single malt Japanese whiskey from the Kuriyoshi Distillery. Basically, we needed something a little warm and campfirey to warm my cold, dead heart after the result this weekend. Uh, so it's <laughs> lightly peated. Um, it's excellent, actually. Just a, a, a touch of iodine to it, um, but mostly I get lemon zest and campfire. 
Yeah, it's a lovely little whiskey, yeah. isn't it? Um, it? A lot of people don't know this with Japanese uh, single malts. They they tend to assume that they are exactly like scotch. scotch. And they're not because peat doesn't grow there. So peat is very expensive to bring there. Yep. So they tend to be barley-based, but they tend to be barley-based more in the regards of smoky, not peaty. So when you have one that has a peat influence to it, it's uh, normally a rarity, and it's actually quite lovely. And um, very nuanced. Yeah. Uh, 96 proof on this one, so 48% by volume, uh, and it'll run you between <laughs> $79.99 and $84.99 uh, on the shelf if you're able to find it. Excellent. And a uh, little hint, next week we're going to do one final whiskey from 2019. Um, we have three. We just were maybe we'll eventually find them, and if we do, we'll review them, but they're just becoming damn close to impossible. Yep. And we'll uh, start to kick off the 2020 list, which got released about three weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and uh, we already have 15 of the 14 of the 20 because yes. we have a problem. Yeah, basically. And I, and I have a hobby. So um, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, apparently <laughs> that is hobby. Munchausen syndrome over to me. <laughs> let's have a great show. Uh, also, quick programming note. Yes, have a great show, everybody. Uh, quick programming note. There will be extra content coming your way. So when we say next week, we're going to do the last of the 2019 list for the top 20. We do mean next week. Yeah, because you are going to get a, th- uh, a Friday show. Uh, recapping the midweek games and previewing the weekend. Yep, everybody gets um, uh, doubled up on shows. We're gonna put put out. We're gonna cover each of the ten games as opposed to doing twenty at once. Last season they ended up being two hour shows and it was just right. too and much. Y'all and, don't listen that long, so yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I I love my listeners. Uh, do, the, the views of Sam Graham do not reflect the views of the Drunk United I Football Show. I am the Drunk United Football Show, so they absolutely reflect the views of the Drunk United uh, Football Show. Is that your only programming Just note? make sure that you drink responsibly, please. There you How go. about that? <laughs> love it. All right, so all three of the top sides drop points, but they aren't really the talking points from the weekend. Fulham won, Liverpool won, Palace won, Tottenham won, Everton won, Chelsea nil. You're absolutely right. Those three teams are not the talking points. The talking points to those games are Mo Salah waving his arms in the air like he just don't care. <laughs> and Son and Benteke going off to the fucking races when they're supposed to be taking the knee. <laughs> those are the talking points from the games. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was that was brilliant, right? Absolutely fantastic. We got it right before the kickoff of, uh, of Tottenham-Chelsea. Yeah, it's Benteke and Son line up on their end line. The ref blows the whistle. Benteke starts to run. Son starts to hold him. They forgot that first whistle is when they're all supposed to take a knee for Black Lives Matter. You see, I'd argue Benteke forgot. Son remembered and was trying to tell him, no, 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 we take a knee now he's because trying he's to hold such him back. Yeah. a nice guy. And he, you know it's what entirely he, possible. And you know what he did? He said, he said, Christian, we have to take a knee for the children. Christian, your life the matters. The children. Yeah. He gave, the him a, children. he gave him a hug and said, Christian, your life matters. <laughs> what a what a funny, oh. what a, a brilliant way to start that game. That was absolute because I thought the best was when after uh Benteke, Benteke yeah. Yeah. took his knee and then realized he was on the wrong the side. side. <laughs> he got, he up, got right up, up, ran back, and then got back down on his knee again. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty 
pretty fucking brilliant. And he like took a little jab step and everything and did a little spin move. Yeah. <laughs> he was off to the races. <laughs> so um, oh, so funny. So Liverpool and, and Chelsea and Spurs, they all drop points, but let's face it, it's December. This shit's gonna happen. Yeah. It's odd definitely. that it all happened in one weekend, but shit's gonna happen. This right? is how it goes. I mean, there's still extensive injury lists as well for everyone essentially except Chelsea. Yeah. And uh, and well, Tottenham really. It's mostly just Liverpool with the injuries. Well, and and they have people coming back. But honestly, like we could talk about them at nauseum, right? It's it's easy to. I'd rather talk about what the three sides did and their game plans, because while all three teams had different formations, eerily, all of their game plans were very much the same. They were all very industrious. And you you guys especially, uh, I mean, it, it was expected you were going to be more industrious than normal because you didn't have James. He, was, he wasn't even in the squad. But yeah, all three teams, Fulham, uh, Fulham Palace and Everton were all very industrious and bossed the middle of the field. They really controlled the midfield and didn't allow those other three sides, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Chelsea, to establish themselves whatsoever. It was a year ago to a year ago, Sammy, when Big Dunk stood on that sidelines at Goodison against Chelsea, and they played a mean, hard, ugly match and found a way to win. I put on the armband. They commemorated band. it with another one. <laughs> I put on the armband. The only thing that was missing from the end of that match was Big Dunk running around hugging a bunch of ball boys. But it yeah. was a mirror image to exactly what they did the last time they faced him at Goodison. Let's take a look first off. Strong central midfield play from all yeah. three teams Absolutely. right off the jump. And I'm going to kind of talk, if you don't mind, I want to talk about these all collectively because, again, I feel like they all kind of had the same game plan going into it. They all had the same DNA. Um, Absolutely. Fulham, you had uh, Lamina and Anguisa just bossing, bossing the center of the pitch. Yep. MacArthur and Milivojevic for Palace completely bossing the middle of the pitch. And Alan and Decore. Alan, there wasn't a frame where you did not see no. him somewhere near the. I mean, that man never stopped Stop. running. I think I, he's still fucking running right yeah. now. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> probably. Uh, how many times do you think Yannick Balassi with his bike outside of Goodison? Uh, ran into Alan, <laughs> who's continuing to run. Velocity doesn't even play there anymore. You know the amount of times the amount of times Alan was getting fouled in the second half when Chelsea was getting frustrated. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Velocity ran him over a couple of times. <laughs> uh, I think also that was Decore's best performance in an Everton shirt. Um, he was spraying passes left and right. Uh, recovering well, breaking up play pretty well. And as you said, Alan worked his absolute tail off. Mm -hmm. um, but all, all, all three of these teams, as we said, were, were very industrious. They, they never stopped running. They never gave up. And those mid and they defended from the front as well. Their their forwards were were absolutely the very next thing I have written were absolutely involved in that defensive display, which helped as we talked about all fair. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you have written down and I'm about to bury the lead no, again. Please go ahead. But, but it allowed those defenses the time and space to just do their job. Right. They didn't have to do anything extra. So um, I have listed here, wingers play end to end. Mm -hmm. You had uh, uh, Dakovia, Reed, and Lookman running up and down the fucking pitch. Goal line to goal line, the entire fucking match. You had Eze and, Sh uh, and Schlupp doing the same thing. By the way, goal scorers, 
Schlupp was a goal scorer. Reed was a goal scorer. As they hit the uh, post as well. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, Awobi and Richarlison, both of them. I mean, just running till they couldn't run anymore. Those guys got subbed late in the match because they couldn't. They just didn't have anything left in like, the tank. Because yeah. all they did was, and and what that ended up doing from them running as much as they did, particularly in the case of, um, of Fulham with Reed and Lookman, it made Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold had to stay home. Yep. They had to worry about him. The case, what, Awobi kept Chilwell at bake. Chilwell had to worry about Awobi running down the sideline like crazy. So the the other thing, as you're, as you're leading into here, is, is everyone attacked with pace down the wings as well, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. He forced that overload when the wingbacks come up and then the central midfield joins in. You alleviated that overload because they had to worry about the pace on the outsides. So you kind of almost pinned back Liverpool, Tottenham, and Chelsea's outlets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Chelsea was to the point that all they could do was attack down the right-hand side. Yep. Pretty much the end. So they, Chelsea, are you ready for this one? They they did hit a post, and uh, a post does not count as a shot on goal, apparently. correct. They didn't have a shot on goal in the second half in that Everton match. They did not have a shot. I mean... That's some work ethic from a defensive team. Absolutely. To have to have a team with the talent, the offensive talent of Chelsea, who has been on a fucking roll. They didn't even get a shot on target in the second half. Now, that being said, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but of course not. Each of the three teams that that got unexpected points there are quote unquote lesser teams. Right. right? Of course. So there were still chances. By the, the opposition. Every single one of those goalkeepers made fantastic saves, stepped up, and stood on their heads. You and I think exactly alike. Absolutely. It's the next fucking you thing had, I had written you had, down. You had Pickford. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Guaita making save after save after fucking save. That free kick save from Guaita. Oh, and, my and, God. And minus the penalty save. Yep. Right, that should have been a save from Ariola. Mm-hmm. Dare I say he was the tits that day? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Cox, Cox hurt. He can't talk about the Cox, so now he's gonna talk about them titties down. What do you gotta do? You know? Yeah, what am I? I'm just um, for, very punny. Uh, and and it's and it's funny too because <laughs> all three of them stood on their heads, but all three of them also weren't devoid of mistakes, right? Absolutely. You know, the other thing, well, not necessarily from Larice because that was just a, a, a very good palace goal. I right. think it, it uh, Larice saw it late slip, just was yeah. able to, to steal in and, and get it taken care of. But from, um, uh, Mendy mm-hmm. massive mistake yeah. in what he did and giving oh, the penalty the away, penalty. it was immediately after. And I wonder how much that fall had something to do with it, kind of landing almost on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. If he was still dazed, I mean, that was only 30 seconds later he gave the penalty away, if that. Well, I was um, going to And then Allison, mm-hmm. multitude of rash decisions from him. Now, he wasn't made to pay for any of those in particular. Right. But it was out of his area three or four times, kind of in no man's land, and Fulham wasn't able to capitalize. Right. But he put his team under loads of pressure, and he's normally steady Eddie back there. Well, I was going to say, in the case of the uh, the the keepers the the three keepers we had mentioned they even made mistakes so like Ariola obviously coming off the line too early which it just i hate that fucking rule um uh Guaita should have saved the ball against Harry Kane he got caught wrong-footed started to go one way and went the other Pickford decided to slip and fall in the middle of the fucking pitch right you know, yeah. like, <laughs> now he was able to recover from that but yeah that, that was funny 
so all of that, and that led to exactly what you had said. The defense just got to be defenders. Like in the case of the Everton match, Mina and King get to hone in on Giroud. Yep. Who is effectively made useless. Useless. 100%. You know? And then they reach this point where, like I said, all they could do is attack down the right-hand side. They had nothing at all. And then you look at this, too, is it's not... Even though the percentage of possession was low for each of these three teams, they had chances. Mm -hmm. Fulham could have won that game. Palace could have won that game. Absolutely. Everton could have scored a second or a third. There was definitely opportunities out of them. And it was just very, very interesting to see three different squads kind of employ the same tactic, but that also, more importantly, the managers got them to buy in and do it. Because it's easier said than done at times, right? Mm -hmm. And it helps, you know, in the case of Everton, you get that quick goal. You know, you're you're able to continue to play uh, defensive ball and counterattack because that first goal really helps you fucking out a lot, right? Absolutely. You know, same thing applied for for Fulham. You get that one nothing lead, and that allows you a little bit of liberties. You know, well, th- this also this also smacks of where where last season Liverpool would get these ugly wins, they would get these results, and they stormed their way to the Premier League title in almost record fashion, right? Uh, with uh, in terms of amount of time left. Uh, in the season. Yep. Um, but this smacks of hot potato. Yeah. Third, what was it? Four of the top six mm-hmm. drop points. Yeah. Only uh, only Leicester and Southampton got points. Right. So this was, you take first. No, you take first. No, yeah. you take first. No, you take first. Because we don't want it. Yeah. Everybody um, had a, ch- they all had a chance to take first. They yeah, all did. And, and, and in the case of Tottenham, especially in a London derby against lesser opposition granted they have a good coach but it, it, the way they were steamrolling people hey, right? hey, hey, hey that's jose's boss the way listen that's jose's boss the way they were steamrolling people Roy's it, our in boss. perfect perfect spursy fashion mm-hmm. let's go top of the table and then what do we do fuck it right fuck off. it off <laughs> fuck it completely off but they got lucky so did everybody else yeah everyone else did as well so hey. That's the only reason they're still tops at the moment. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is a one-off, you know, that this happens and there's going to be plenty of teams that are going to employ tactics like this against those sides and not be successful because absolutely it will be too much mm-hmm. or only one of the two wingers decides to run the full length of the field like crazy. Maybe the central midfield isn't able to boss or the match. VAR remembers it's owned by the McHenry sports group. <laughs> Um, did you catch, what's, um, their, what's their name? Is it the Henry sports group? I think it's the Henry, Henry, sports not group. McHenry, right? I think it's, it's Henry. Henry sports yeah. group. Yeah. Fuckers. The either you, way, I think they paid for most of the VAR stuff because come on. Do you, <laughs> did you catch the, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold sub petulance, a little bit of petulance. It was also very, I mean, m- maybe we'll, we'll give benefit of the doubt that Klopp was already planning on subbing him out because he just came back from injury. He just yeah. came back from injury, but it was mighty convenient that w- it was from a ball that he fucked off and kicked out of bounds for a corner that he was lazy getting to. It seemed very convenient that it happened right after that, that he got ugh, subbed it, immediately. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and then walked straight past Klopp. Yep, goes right, to his, yep. goes right to his seat, which was a folding chair because it's Fulham. And, yeah. <laughs> it's very Fulhamish of you. <laughs> and, um, they gave him a comfortable folding chair. 
I heard uh, something else funny today uh, on a, on um, another podcast that uh, they were saying they can't wait for fans to be back in stands mm-hmm. just because of some of the weird shit that people do. There was one story recounted at Wolves, actually, where uh, apparently somebody's dad had um, was learning the recorder. Okay. On the side, unbeknownst to anybody. And after the game, the child was going down to try to get autographs. And he looks back, and his father's playing the recorder, sat in his seat at the football match. <laughs> Just like, why would you choose this place to practice? <laughs> Yeah, also, next. why are you practicing the recorder? It's just very weird. Well, you know, but it's it, an it, instrument and you got to put in your time and you got to practice. That, that, that would be the Fulhamish answer, right? There was another uh, in Fulham. There was another story recounted where um, they were at, at the football and uh, and it, this dad and his kid were just going to town on an advent calendar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just picking all the chocolates out. <laughs> right. Sat right there in the stand. Uh, have you been keeping up on your advent calendar? Uh, Producer Mel? Uh, let me uh, let me check. Uh, I mean, today would be the 14th. I would say you haven't been. I think I have to do today's piece of chocolate. Four, five, six, seven, eight, oh, nine, nope, I forgot ten, the eleven. Ninth has already happened, hasn't it? There's only yes, eleven the in the 14 days. <laughs> yeah. Ninth is- oh, it's a church. Very good. Okay, now we work. You can go ahead and go nah. back to mute. You can go back to mute button. <laughs> I was just checking in on you All there, right, killer. I'm going to sit here and pop chocolates now. <laughs> Hopefully um, it's not like the other chocolates. No, but uh, you know, it for 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 Palace that they really need to have Eze and Zaha playing together regularly. At the same time, yeah, they're both sure. playing on the same side of the pitch. They're really starting to build a good partnership. This team is really going to rely on on that. And, um, you know, you use Benteke while he's hot and he gets you a few goals and then you go back to IU when you have to, or, you know, Batuai when you need to, and you just kind of find the goals when you need them. And they, they should be fine. His I imagine. movement and everything he's been doing, Benteke looks like the Benteke from Villa. Yeah. Just a little older. Yeah. But other than that, he, he, his movement's good. His, his strength, his hold, his hold up play, um, has all been excellent. And he's amongst the goals now. Yeah. Um, over the last couple of weeks. So if you can get a tune out of him again, he's a very dangerous striker, very good striker. Not that long ago until Lukaku came into the frame, he was Belgium's number nine. Yeah, he was. Don't forget. Yeah, he was. Um, for one of the top rated teams in the world. Yeah. You know, he's a good player that lost his way a bit, had that big money move to Liverpool and then fucked it. Yeah, yeah. And precisely. was completely devoid of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And good to see him getting goals. And, yeah. you know, I mean, he didn't get one in this match, obviously, but you know, it, it's, it, it feels like they're all right. Um, in the case of, uh, of Fulham, you know, you go back to back weeks against the last two, uh, defending champions, you, you lose respectively to two nil and you get a point out of the other one. You got to be starting to feel pretty good about the confidence. It seems like the team is buying in and, and, and being, you know, being part of what Parker's uh, vision for the side is, you know, absolutely. Uh, Danny Higginbottom on the desk. <laughs> said that this looks like a team that Scott Parker would have been proud to play in. Yeah. And it also seems like a team that's probably could possibly be safe. Obviously a lot of season to go, but at least from a few weeks ago, we were concerned about it. It seems like the pieces are starting to fall into place and work. Tell you something. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about them. Okay. From a different perspective. (laughs) Okay. 
they may catch us. <laughs> very, very true. Right now you're having a little bit of trouble with just about anybody. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck off your phone and push the buttons. <laughs> There's breaking news happening when news feels like breaking. All right. I can edit this shit anyways. <laughs> Except for this. I'm going to leave this Yeah, in. now you can't take it out. Rounding out the rest of the league. And, oh, so that happened. Professional over here. West Ham 2, Leeds 1. Villa 1, Wolverhampton 0. Newcastle 2, West Brom 1. Southampton 3, Sheffield 0. Leicester 3, Brighton 0. Burnley 1, Arsenal 0. Finally, a really good Friday Night Lights match. Normally, the, the Friday night games tend to be... It's none of the Euro- European teams, right? Because they have just played on Tuesday, on Tuesday Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. And, you know, it ends up normally being some bottom half of the table teams. And this ended up lining up to be two really, I mean, we talked about it a ton on Injury Time last week about how this is two very different styles of teams that are going to kind of go at a head collision. And it's exactly what it was. I mean, it was a fabulous game to watch. It was really fun. Sam, injury time. It, yeah. Isn't that the show that you can find by going to www.patreon.com backslash do you football show and signing up to one of uh, our top two tiers to, you know, to receive that? I love that show because I don't have a mute button. <laughs> but you do now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Uh, it was it was end-to-end stuff. Um, also, Thomas Suchek, thank you very much, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, get me a goal from midfield in the fantasy team. Yep. Love seeing it. Um, actually, lost my brother a bet. Oh yeah! Everything that ha- he had a, a in-game parlay, and everything that he had was going true. But he needed under ten and a half corners. Okay. That last <coughs> like foray forward from Leeds, where nobody said anything to Suchek. Right? right, and he was by himself. There was only his own players around him. Ball would have gone out for a goal kick, but he headed it because nobody talked to him. Right. It was the 11th corner and fucked my brother's bet. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> he called me mad as shit. I'd, I'd tell him I feel sorry for him here, but I know he doesn't fucking listen. So. Right, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, th- it was an awesome game. Um it was a bit fortunate for Leeds, actually, that Fabianski was a judge to be offside. That, that PK it's, rule fucking sucks. I know. And it, I mean, what advantage did he gain from that millimeter of his heel being off? It right. was a poorly taken penalty that my grandmother could have saved. Um, also, also another one of those pause step yeah, penalties. So absolutely. If the shooter, as we said a few weeks ago, if the shooter is allowed to pause... That is going to make the keeper but move. They're also not allowed to pause. Right. They have to keep their momentum moving forward. Right. Well, they do the skip or they do the hop. Right. And well, and here's what really sucks is that Fabianski gets a yellow for the foul, which deserve it, right? He then gets the um the penalty called against him, right? If he goes early off the line a second time, that is a second yellow card. Oh wow! Really? And he would have been sent off. Yeah. The uh, the commentators mentioned that they're like, they're like, well, now he has to take the penalty again, and he absolutely can't come off the line early, or else he'll see a second yellow and be sent off the pitch. So you basically now have just said, okay, the goalkeeper's just going to stand up and watch the ball. But go didn't in the they net. also fix the double jeopardy rule? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They, the, I, I. I don't get why this is something that needs to be looked at. It's already such an advantage to the shooter. 
Right. And then now you just make it impossible. You Absolutely. really do. Because Absolutely. again, again, a shit penalty got rewarded to take another penalty. Yeah. Because it was a shit penalty and shot. And he was barely off his line. Yeah. Now there was one, I think it may have been De Gea earlier in the season. That was a full foot and a half off the line. I couldn't even tell from the video they showed that Fabianski's heel was off the line. It barely. I really couldn't. Barely. Anyway, Click uh, scored, re, uh, rescored his penalty. Well done to him, I guess. Uh, but Leeds couldn't finish any of the other chances. Fabianski, again, played very well, other than that that one incident. Uh, had some great saves. West Ham were very good value for money. Kept mm-hmm. pouring forward, never gave up. It's almost like they have an angry Scotsman in charge of them as well, <laughs> uh, much like Everton's performance. Yeah. Uh, and Suchek and Agbana getting the goals there. Two, two stats. West Ham, best team in the league on set pieces. Leeds, worst team in the league on set pieces. Two to one win to West Ham on two, two fucking set, set pieces. Goals. Yeah, absolutely. Their game set match. There it is right there. Yep. That's the game. 100%. Yeah. All right. So going into the next one here, uh, the early game had uh, Villa and Wolverhampton. The commentator used, and I quote, an obstinate petulance to this match. Seven yellow cards with two sending offs and a PK in the 90th plus minute. Uh, People may not want to call this a Derby. That screamed a fucking Derby to me. Yeah, it did. I thought I, I thought we were getting on to the pic- picture that was posted. Oh, you know. <laughs> Speaking the of Pep and Jack, the Pep and Jack step. Oh, the Pogba and Jack step. <laughs> that face. Rest of her is perfectly fine. <laughs> that face dope. Ooh. Well, people wake up in the morning and take pictures after they've been drinking, man. Of course. He Just looks like hell, around. too. He did look like hell. <laughs> and I want to know who took the picture. Right. Who was uh, in there? Everyone zooming in to that little weird globy ball uh-huh. in the corner. And what is that like, thing? I don't know. But everyone's like, ooh, there's Keith. Who took the picture? No, no evidence. Yeah. And no one's come forward. No one's identified anything. And it's just. It has to be know. Ross Barkley. Chewing on a green crayon. It has to be Ross Barkley, right? <laughs> I, go, I take picture. Correct. It has to be Ross I, Barkley. That's the, that's yeah. the lead suspect right now is Ross Barkley. Yeah. All the other fucking comments online, they don't go fuck themselves. Yeah. Oh, it was a wealth of misogyny and racism. Yeah. Yeah. We've all made mistakes on things. But Some that of was- us 10 seconds ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's get to the actual game. It wasn't my cup of tea. Let's just say that. Chippy fucking game, man. It was chippy, Dude. chippy game, and wolves it was fantastic. Gotta, wolves have got to feel hard, hard, hard stung. They should have probably gotten out of there with a draw. Um, Another but, match with an angry Scotsman. Well, but, but don't, that's but, true. But was don't it, make that mistake. Was it um, Potence hit the post in this one, or was it yeah. the kid Silva? One of the two hit the post uh, in Silva this one did. as well. It was Silva, Silva and, and, and got his own rebound and missed after that. Yeah, a multitude of chances as well for Wolves. But Emmy Martinez, again, it was, like, a, it was a weekend for goalkeepers. Can we oh, talk yeah. about was player fantastic. of the match? Yeah. Everyone, awesome. pundits are all saying Arsenal's biggest mistake was letting Martinez go to Villa. 100%. Completely agree. We are spot on, so pundits. Freaking happy to have him. Oh, you'd still uh, even suck when if, Wolves you did, tried if you had him in net and not Leno. <laughs> even you'd Wolves still be tried shit to right now. kick him in the head. Oh, yeah. 
That's right. That was a nasty one. Martinez yeah. goes, fuck you. You score nothing now. <laughs> yeah. Except Jack <clears throat> scores a lot. Well, you know, <laughs> Captain Jack gets it done. Now nah, it's uh, on and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> Makes oh. his best mate take the photo. <laughs> I mean, it was clearly a penalty, right? On, you know, the, the foul on McGinn. Yes. It was definitely a penalty. It was unfortunate. Agreed. It was unfortunate, but as a side wolves, you have to see it out. Now, something that a lot of people will say is that they're going to go, oh, well, they're missing Jimenez. They're missing, well, Potence had opportunities. Neto had opportunities. They, they didn't have Silva Jimenez against a, us for 88 yeah. minutes and, and did their thing. Yeah. Silva had opportunities. Martinez played a hell of a match. Yep. So Absolutely. If, if one or two of those had gone in, nobody would be saying, oh, they're missing Raul Jimenez. No, their offense looks okay. No, they would have, I think they're they going to be done all the, right. They would have done the opposite. They would have given them credit yeah. for not needing Jimenez. Yeah, precisely. Oh, look, they're getting goals from elsewhere. Maybe they won't miss him so much. Yeah. But instead, oh, man, we need Jimenez. I mean, that, that's normal media spin right that's a, a regular media spin you can't really blame them for that and also trying to deflect from the players on the field so they don't feel the pressure for missing those chances right it's like you know people Carson <laughs> Wenger used to be classic for it mm -hmm. where he used to go uh, yeah, when asked about oh do you think that was a penalty that you gave away yeah well I haven't seen it mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. but when it was for us should that have been a penalty Clear and obvious, a definite penalty. That, you know, you're just trying yeah. to deflect from your team's poor performance, right? right of course. Uh, of whatever that happens to be. In this case, it was a, a lack of finishing. So, oh, but we really miss Raul. You know, he's he's our number one finisher. We we really miss him and blah, blah, blah. It takes the, the, the onus off of Potence mm -hmm. and the young Silva, right? And Mourinho's classic for it. His team play like shit. We're little ponies, right? Right. Because yeah. and what all of us, us included in this room, only talked about the pony comment. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't Very talk true. about Tottenham setting uh you know, setting up shop and fucking having twenty eight percent of the ball against Chelsea. We didn't talk about that. You we mean talked about City. Or, or and Chelsea. No, it was a, yeah. And it, oh, we're little ponies now. <laughs> and, that, and that's what we fucking got on. That so it that's a normal coach's job, right? Is to spin things to try and or normal, you know. <laughs> job for people to do is to spin things and take the pressure off their team. That's it. Well, I mean, so I, don't, just, I don't lend too much to that. You take it with a pinch of salt. Let, let's also face it. We're, we're fascinated by everything Jose says and, and watching Bielsa walk around in circles. I mean, that pretty much does it for us. Yeah. I mean, if either true. one of those two things happen, we're just like in front of the TV, just, Oh, gape <laughs> a jaw, jaw gape, just going, Oh, <laughs> look, he's walking in circles. <laughs> Yeah. Jose said something silly. That's fun. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it, funny, funny. Now we're we're going through we're going through the matches, and it's like the games we didn't really expect much from this weekend turned out being pretty fucking entertaining games. Really, really did. Um, now heading into the next one, not so much entertaining, actually a little bit depressing. A depleted Newcastle score. What thirteen seconds in on. West Brom. So the quality in this game wasn't very good. No. Um, but it did open up with some. Uh, Callum Wilson did well to dispossess uh, the right back from West Brom. Can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Ivanovich. Um, and find the run of Joe Linton, mm -hmm. who played a phenomenal ball. Nobody saw that was on but him. Um, played it in behind the central defender to Miguel Amarone running in. Fantastic ball and a great finish. 
<clears throat> after that, it was just a, a pretty, I'd, I'd like love to call it a heavyweight match, but it's Newcastle and West Brom. So it was more of a welterweight undercard, um, <laughs> but it was just a boxing match. It was just, you know, punch back and forth and, and see what sticks. Um, you know, kind of throwing left hook, hooks up there, hoping your opponent has his arm down. You know what I mean? Both the goals in the second half were lovely, though. The The Dwight Gale header mm-hmm. was absolutely phenomenal. And was it Furlong for West Brom that I did the one-toucher so, that went yeah. into the far corner? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Bo- the, both, of those, both of those goals were I mean, just and, beautiful. And that was it. It was three moments of magic. The rest of the game, I mean, the, both teams created chances, but it, they, they, it wasn't pretty. Let's um, put it that way. I'd... I'd like to think that uh, Miguel Amarone, after scoring that goal, ran by Brucey and said, fuck you, play me. Yeah. I'd like to think he said that. Uh-huh. And uh, something that's becoming very evident about West Brom, there's a lot of talent on that team. A lot like Gallagher is a hell of a player. They are soft. Uh, Dean Ghana's not doing that great right now, but he's still very talented. Pereira, very talented. Johnston is, is what, 17 or yeah. something? Uh, 18, I believe. 18 or 19. You can't yeah. hinge your hopes on a fucking 19-year-old, right. 18-year-old. Um, and then, you know, Sean Johnston in the net's quite talented. But here's what we're noticing. There's a lot of talent. There's no prem talent on that on that team. There's a couple of aging veterans that have some prem experience. But the bulk of that team, there's zero prem experience. And it's starting to show. Yeah, absolutely. It really it, it, is starting to show. They also just, they, I don't think they have the heart. They don't have the desire, right? Mm-hmm. They just, they can't see a game out. They can't just get points. You know, just period. It just, they, they won't, they can't see a game out. Wolves made a mistake, right? They're proven winners, mm-hmm. but they made a mistake. They, they fucked it, giving that penalty away to Villa. I had no, once Newcastle scored the second goal in the 80th minute, mm-hmm. that was it. There yeah. was never going to be right. a comeback from West Brom. Right. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and now I know a few weeks ago... And same I, thing a few, against Chelsea. They were up three fucking nil. Couldn't yeah. see it out. Tied yeah. 3-3 three, three earlier in the season. Have they've had? They, I think they've given away more leads than anybody else in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, it, so, you know, about three weeks ago, I'm like, ah, looking at both of those teams, Fulham and West Brom, it seems like West Brom's got a little more heart than Fulham. Now, three weeks later, but Fulham seems like the team that's going to be up. Absolutely. Now, now, this can all change after December, right? December is the great equalizer. You know, of course it is, especially this year. It's about with to come the, fast and yeah, furious. With the truncated preseason, um, this December is going to be even more so the great equalizer. I think they, they, throughout the league, there's 40 matches over 19 days or something. Yeah. And it, it's going to take its toll. It's already taking its toll on players. We see players pulling up constantly. Thomas Partey with his with his hamstring, mm-hmm. you know, uh, last uh, in the uh, in the Europa League, and that no. When was that? No, that was the uh, game last week. That was last Sunday. Wasn't yeah, it? we still yeah. that was the North London. That, oh, that's right. It was against Tottenham. Fuck me. All it, it, all, so all your shit performances are just starting <laughs> to become a blur. Together, huh? Yeah, but you see all of these muscle injuries, right? Everything that's going on, all these players are fucking exhausted. Mm-hmm. We've been through this before. They're all exhausted. <laughs> and even the ones that are fit are tired. Mm-hmm. Right? Liverpool the other week had what three youth team players playing in their back line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, Trent Alexander-Arnold <laughs> came back, right? Featured for 65 minutes or whatever it was. But it, 
this is going to exacerbate right now. This is the time you're going to see everything turn to shit. Yeah. Uh, and we're basically going to be watching the EPL two in January. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of um, a, a lot of low scoring games where yep. there was so much goals scored early on because people were quick coming back from the uh, turnover of the season. I think injuries, pace of play, the amount of games. I think you're going to see it really start to slow down on on the players as well. Absolutely. Southampton did exactly what they needed to do against a bad team. Three goals from three different players, none of them being their top goal scorer. I mean, you couldn't be happier, right? That's exactly what you want what, what your fucking team to do. Find, they find themselves in the top four, and dare I say, Sheffield is starting to flirt with Derby County worst fucking season ever in the Prem kind of level. Entirely possible. I I think it's only a matter of time before both Billich and... Um, and Wilder are gone. Yeah. Uh, they cannot continue on this way, especially with the schedule coming up. It's the board need to do something or else I could see both teams going down fairly easily. Yeah. Agreed. The one reason I really am not scared about relegation is because I know there's three teams shitter than us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, somewhere, honestly, somewhere, yes. but somewhere between Fulham, Brighton, West Brom. And, um, Sheffield United, you'll find your three relegation places, I think. Except for you're going to lose to Southampton, then you're going to lose to Chelsea, then you're going to lose to us. They're going, yeah, to, fire, no, they're going to fire Arteta, and then Sam, be ready. Big Sam Allardyce so to come did, to the rescue of Arsenal to keep you up. <laughs> did, did you happen to see the Charm City Gooners match thread? Mm-mm. Somebody called for Big Sam in that match threat. <laughs> and I said, we already have the sit back and do nothing mentality. We don't need him. <laughs> it's obviously not working. And then somebody else said, maybe he could revive the local pie industry. <laughs> and Pieberry Corner would come back. Oh, Pieberry Corner. I've been there. It was pretty awesome. And it's gone now because of COVID. I know. It sucks. So I said, you know what we need to do is get, if we're going to do that, we might as well get Big Sam in. Make Steve Bruce his assistant, right? And then the pie-eating goalkeeper from the team we faced in the FA Cup a few years ago. Oh, the Oxford keeper. Get him in. And, <laughs> get um, him all in. And and get uh, get Sparky. Sparky to be loves the third coach. Yeah, he yeah. loves a pie yeah, as well. definitely. Love it. And then we, you know, pie bird, come back and flourish. <laughs> and <laughs> funny enough, in the next match, the exact same thing. Fucking Lester dominates Brighton. Two goals yeah, from... And really, from, these were the same situations as we talked about the first three t- games. Mm-hmm. Leicester... Uh, now, this one this one in particular was a little bit more even on uh, possession and statistics. Right. However, Leicester that ruthless. Southampton completely dominated yeah. their, their match. Madison gets two. Vardy gets one. Madison's second goal. Now, goal l- number three. Listen to some of these. Oh, for, oh yeah. That was, was a peach. <laughs> Absolute peach. 54.5% for Leicester to 45.5% for Brighton Mm -hmm. in uh, in terms of possession. And six shots on target for Leicester to four shots on target for Brighton. So it was fairly similar numbers, to be honest. They they both created chances. They both had double-digit shots overall. Uh, Not necessarily on target, but shots overall. But Leicester were just ruthless. It was just Madison's first finish. It's completely professional. Mm-hmm. It's completely professional. Bang. 
what you're worried about. Cold hearted, side foot from the edge of the box, through bodies, finds a bottom corner. Mm-hmm. And then Vardy, great counterattack, lovely ball put in. Vardy dink past the keeper. Yep. Boom. Done. Finds himself right into space. What's your word about like, very professional? Jamie F and Vardy doing what Jamie F and Vardy fucking it, does, man. What, just doing doing work. It was it was very hitman like. Yeah. Just very professional. Gloves mm-hmm. on, shoot the guy in the head, go get lunch. Yeah. Over. That was it. Col- collect yeah. my paycheck and call it a Job fucking done. day. What's your worried about? And then there was nothing in this. There was nothing Brighton could do in the second half. I, mm. I've got a, I've got an interesting take. All right. Brighton aren't very good. Graham Potter's overrated. Graham Potter's overrated. Yes. Yeah. I think Brighton are decent, but they have nobody to finish off those moves. They have no forward to finish what they're doing. Just because you play attractive soccer doesn't mean you're good. If you can't fucking win games, they can't win. Well, games. that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they're creating the chances. They're a decent team. Mm-hmm. The chances are being created. They have no tip to their spear is the problem, right? Danny Welbeck hasn't scored goals everywhere. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Has not scored right. goals everywhere. He's gone. Neil make less makes less for a reason, right? You know what I'm Doesn't saying? Score. Doesn't score as often as he should. Connolly's Connolly's talented, but he's exceptionally young. If you put a halfway decent striker at the tip of that, I think you're fine. Okay. If they had Callum Wilson, I think they'd be six points better off than they are right now. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 I tend to think that where we're looking at the relegation battle, all things being equal, you have Burnley and them fighting out for a spot. Like let's say West Brom and Sheffield are going down, right? Fulham finds a way to get themselves out of it a little, right? And let's just say it's Brighton and Burnley coming down the stretch. I put my money on Burnley staying up than I would fucking Brighton. But you have proven goal scorers. You have Ashley Woods, (laughs) Ashley Barnes, and Chris Woods. Yes. (laughs) You tried to call them the same person. put them together. They kind of are the same person. True. And the other funny thing, I don't know, Mel, if you saw it in DUFC, Somebody took a picture of Rob Holding standing next to Chris Wood, and the jersey's red from left to right, Holding Wood. I think that was uh, Smokey did that one. Very funny. Holding Wood. Yeah. My first com- my first thought when I saw that was, y'all really are a bunch of middle schoolers. Yeah. We are. We are. Well, the other thing, I missed I the opportunity. About earlier, we did like- a whole show talking about Ting Ting. Did you see my, uh, my comment to that? Mm-hmm. I said, well, technically, the game takes place in a box. So the only way to be safe and not come in the box is holding wood. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, bunch of metal schoolers. (laughs) Um, So speaking of Burnley and holding wood, let's go ahead and pass that uh, shot of Malort over to Sam Graham. Um, Gunners get a red card. Their top player finally scores a goal in the wrong wrong net. And uh, COVID protocol applies uh, to the eyes and not just the nose and the mouth. That would be the highlights of the Arsenal-Burnley match. Yeah. Basically, uh, we sucked again. Uh, Played wide, pumped the ball into the box against Tarkovsky and Uh Ben Mee. Yeah. With Aubameyang. We're playing like we still have Giroud. Yeah. And Giroud would have had a tough time against Tchaikovsky and Ben Mee. Like, it's, it's, why are you 
just floating bolt. Like I don't this understand is exactly what James Tchaikovsky wants you to do. We have two, maybe three clear cut chances, right? I think the the main one being the cutback from Tierney to Laka, <coughs> right? And Laka firing in. Nick Pope made an amazing save and good for him. I actually like Nick Pope. I yep. rape Nick Pope. We've we've talked about uh, that. We talked about it a ton last week. He should be England's these, number one. These people continue to do the same stupid ass shit and expect a different result from <laughs> it. And I can't fucking believe the bullshit I'm watching. They're also in fucking fourteenth motherfucking fourteenth place. Fourteenth place. place. Twelve games in. Yeah, like I said, I think your next three are uh Is that called a uh, bottom of the table? <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. It's bottom half of the table. I think we're at the end of what you could call mid table. <laughs> <laughs> the, you're on the very end. Uh, no, like we're hanging 15th, off the cliff. Yeah. If, oh, we, the- if we fall to 15th, we're bottom third. And your next three games are against uh, three teams in the top seven. Yeah. Oh, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Like how Houston is at the end of his mid forties. Correct. Absolutely. I yeah. Right, I gotcha. And only has one habit. <laughs> one hobby. Pro- one hobby. 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 Thank you. Probably Thank you. because he forgot the other two hobbies because he's so old. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're grieving. I'll give you that one. All right. Here's this. Oh, captain, my captain. And in breaking news, Sam, I just want to let you know, the official Twitter is no longer called. <sighs> Ooh, this Big, just hit me. Is no longer uh, called uh, Big Sam's Bottle of Malort. Okay, he has officially changed title to Mikel Arteta's Bottle oh, of Malort. Nice. He, he he who does the most gets uh, possession of the Twitter handle, and uh, I don't know. I think it's Baby Yoda that runs that Twitter handle. Fuck so. baby. Fuck fuck fuck. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Fuck Rogu. <laughs> Time to chat Manchester Derby. Manchester United nil. Manchester City nil. Sam, this week, Manchester United hosted Manchester City in a Premier League match. Both sides recorded two shots on goal. This is where you're supposed to do color. Oh, um, th- there's nothing to color in. I think you pretty much covered it all. John Stones and Luke Shaw were the post-game pressers, for fuck's sake. Invigorating. You don't even deserve to be in Oso. That happened. Seriously. Fuck right off. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. <laughs> we're going to fucking pelters for that. You know that, right? We're going to get fucking pelters uh, for that. But guess what? I don't care. It's, it's what you fucking deserve. What's the Jeez. song? I don't care. I, I don't care. care. <laughs> I mean, who would have ever thought Falling that, asleep during a Manchester Derby would be a thing? That Me, I, I didn't either. That I would have to use the Burnley, I'm sorry, the Cardiff City Huddersfield <laughs> line on Manchester United and Manchester fucking City and uh, a Manchester fucking Derby. What a shit fucking match. Jesus, that was so a waste of fucking, fucking time. Funny. Get to watch two out of favor fucking defenders <laughs> get to talk about the fucking match because they were the bright spots of it. The bright spots. It of made it. me feel a lot better about my game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> At least we had a red, a red, <laughs> an own goal and a dude that decided to put his mask over his eyes and his mouth and nose. Yeah. <laughs> like, Did you see that? Mel? that. 
his his mask. I know this is a visual medium. I'm sorry, but he had his mask just barely touching his bottom lip <laughs> and covering <laughs> all the way up to his brow, so so he didn't have to watch the absolute Maybe shit show. If the masks keeps the germs out, it'll also keep the bad match out. Dare I say? Dare I say? A Gooner version of the Aints. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The old paper bag. Absolutely. All right. So normality is restored. Uh, All of you fuckers missed and I hit. (laughs) Kind of fucking fitting that worked out that way. Well, damn it. Um, Graham is now down 269, but hey, it's still 69, you fucking douchebag. Uh, what do you got for us this week? As I uh, referenced earlier, fucking VAR couldn't even help Liverpool for my cup of losers. Uh, there you go. Feed the cup of losers. Fucking VAR couldn't even help Liverpool. <laughs> Damn it. But you All know right. what? At least Mo Salah found Jesus. Hey. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so this week I have a... Just a two-way parlay this time for the midweek. Okay. Uh, I've got Chelsea to beat Wolves and Southampton to beat Arsenal uh, in a two-way parlay. Arsenal are at home, by the way. You're hoping you lose this bet, right? I'm hoping a little bit of reverse psychology <laughs> steps in. Every time last season, the three times I think I did it, I bet against Arsenal, mm-hmm. they ended up winning. So if they win, yeah, sure, I lose the bet, but we've got three points for the first time in four games. Yeah, you'll be happy about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I'll be fine with it. Uh, so anyway, Chelsea to beat Wolves, Southampton to beat Arsenal, uh, and that will give me plus 459, which were also odds I couldn't turn down. Oh, good odds. Uh, Southampton are playing quite well, obviously. Um, that gets you in the positive. Chelsea overall are playing quite well, despite mm-hmm. their last two games. Um, it, it's still creating chances in those games. Uh, so I, And Wolves don't have a tip to the spear at the moment. Yeah. You know, like we talked about. Yeah. I do think Jimenez is a miss. He is the only consistent goal scorer. Sure, Potence and, 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 uh, and well, Silva hasn't scored yet, but creates chances. They've, they've gotten themselves in good positions, but they don't score consistently. I, so without um, uh, uh, Raul Jimenez, I, yeah. you know, they don't have a consistent goal scorer. I think, um, I think Chelsea has a good opportunity. Here. I think the kid showed some uh, moments. And I think as the kid starts to find his way, I think he'll be all right. I mean, yeah. he's he's an eighteen year old. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough, and you, there's a lot of fucking weight on your shoulders. But he, he'll get there. Right. He'll get there. Yep. So we uh, got Patty on the line. Yep. Uh, let's give him his audio. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. Uh, Pat, by the way, I just want to say you were completely in the right for picking Spurs. You should have picked Spurs. It just fucking sucks sometimes the games just don't go your way man yeah that was uh yeah kind of crappy <laughs> <laughs> um but, but hey actually this is this is a good opportunity to uh, just make a little nod to the nfl because sitting here are um four well with you on the line four big fans of the washington football team and we know that both taylor and Smokey happen to like them boys them boys and last Who's in first place at the NFC East right now, currently? Uh, it's some team. football team. <laughs> yeah. From, from Washington. <laughs> yeah, some but local if, football uh, team. <laughs> well, I was going to say, but if Dwayne Haskins is uh, uh, starting, it, it won't be very long that they're in first place because, oh, man, we need Smith back this week, like yeah. against Seattle. It's going to be rough well it was a it's it's a calf injury i bet you they just probably put him on the bench of the second half because they felt like 
they were going to win that game without him. So why bother risking him to get hurt for a longer term? So. Yeah, because our defense is our best offense at this point. I mean, uh, the defense, I think, has scored more touchdowns what, in that game, right? Uh, the offense did not record a uh, touchdown in that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, gentlemen, I, as much as I'm, I'm enjoying this chat, mind you, we're talking about the wrong kind of fucking <laughs> oh, football. Oh, that's right. Let's get back to the other footy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to remind the uh, Dem Boys fans out there, just, you know, just wanted to get that little subtle jab in. And of course. Talk uh, about how we're in first place. Listen, Mole Fort. Didn't need to dissect the game, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For a different podcast. Pat's a degenerate gambler. He likes talking about all sports. Hey, hashtag first place. Let's go. All right. Do it, do it Patty. What do you got for us? Right, well, I'm back down to minus seven or seven. And since there's midweek games and weekend games on the schedule this week, I'm going to put three bets in at 100 a game. Uh, first, I'm going to take a midweek game. Uh, the Spurs are playing Liverpool. I'm going to take the Spurs at plus a half at plus 105. Uh, Saturday, both of your guys are playing each other, so I'm going to take that in prime time, no less. And it's a pick em, but heavily, heavily favored is Everton at minus 135, and I'll take that to win 100. And lastly, I will parlay 100 on Man U at minus 153, to win outright and the over goals, uh, three goals at minus 125 against Leeds to win 196. Ooh, that's and aggressive. That's it. Yeah, cool. yeah. That is, is aggressive. Is this is this one of the first times you've ever picked my team to win? Because normally you never pick my no, team. No, I've, I've been picking uh, your team to to win this year. I mean, your well, teams, I, I was going to say it is my team facing his team, and his team sucks fucking balls right now. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, I know. <laughs> Which, I mean, which I means you're going to win, right? Uh, Sam? Hopefully, yeah. Right, or at least draw because the uh, you know. Yeah. But I'm surprised it's a pick them. You know, I, I figured uh, Everton would be getting you know at least favored by a half a goal or something. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, I don't know. Maybe ever Everton. Other than I mean, obviously they just got the win this week, but they have been on a bit of a losing streak. I think they've won two of their last six. So that so that's, that's probably why. What, what's Arsenal been on? Oh Jesus! Don't like, worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let's. Kitty, did Kitty have anything to say this week? Or, uh, we uh, ready? <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready to dance. Uh, <laughs> all righty, Pat. We'll 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 talk to you next Monday. Okay. Uh, damn right, it. Have a good week. All yeah, right, you brother. too, brother. We'll see you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, everybody's sticking the boot in today. Just My another goodness. week of winners for me. I'm now up three. $115. And when you use my tried and true system, oh, here it goes. That normally means you have to press an audio button there, darling. Big Sam's lock of the week. No, she was, was doing her job properly. Your, I was Ooh. waiting for your percentages of 20% of the time. I pressed the button 50% of the time. <laughs> little less eye roll, little more production, <laughs> whole lot of fucking mute button. <laughs> 38.4% of the time, it works 100% of the time. For the midweek, I'm going to do exactly what I did um, last week. I'm going to take a winner and a goal score. I'm going to go with Man U to beat Shetfield and Bruno to score at plus 170. Uh, Vardy to score and win was plus 180. Pens don't count. <laughs> I'm saying that right now. No. You know what? You know what counts? The bookie, not <laughs> Sam Graham. I don't pay Sam Graham. Penalties, I pay a fucking bookie. Penalties don't count. I'm saying yeah. that right now. I, I will... 
play the rest of the season under protest <laughs> if he scores a penalty. All right, so this segment's been an absolute <laughs> train wreck. Maybe we can fix it and make it a little bit better. No pressure. No pressure at all, Producer Mel. Uh-oh. He must have written something nice this I, week. I we give know. you. I haven't read it yet. We give you <laughs> Kitty the Chicken. So Kitty took a hard loss this week and now finds herself at five over seven. So I decided to give a match near and dear to my heart with Aston Villa hosting Burnley. So Kitty quickly jumped in the coop, grabbed her cell phone and pulled out an Instagram post of her hanging out front row at an Ozzy Osbourne concert with none other than Tom Hanks and Brendan Gleeson. You know who Brendan Gleeson is, right? Nope. And Brendan Gleeson, the uh, um, center of the earth guy? It was... Monty um, Python? No, no Brendan From Gleeson is, is uh, <laughs> gangs, gangs, of, gangs in New York, the one with the shillelagh. Oh, oh yeah. he has a name. I thought he was just that guy yeah. in those movies. Hey, which, which, I knew it wasn't that Brendan, but what's yeah. his name? Just Brandon. Well, fuck. No, I can't Fraser. remember. Brandon <laughs> Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> that was on purpose. I knew it wasn't him. Well, I mean, I, I should have recognized Brendan Gleeson from the photograph on Kitty's Instagram page. Of course, you should have. Uh, my bad. Uh, but the trio are diehard villains, and clearly she predicts a victory for Villa. Well, there we go. And always, everybody, remember to please gamble legally and responsibly. It is time to tell you about our fantasy league that is almost pulled up on my phone. Uh, I, I I can fill in. Um, I number it. four overall <laughs> first round pick freaking Yang. Scores an own goal and doesn't even get me my two fucking participation points. <laughs> he can't even manage to get me two fucking points. He's fucking useless. Uh, by the way, everybody that he is. He didn't even get his participation trophy. Yeah, because he get, gave fucking up Fucking millennials, goal. man. Zero. Zero. Fucking millennials. <laughs> Zero. Right. It's a shame so you didn't just, have Jamie Vardy on your team. Yeah, no shit. So but, I, but he was already gone. I just want to let everybody know. Right now, I'm uh -oh. accepting offers. Accepting offers. <laughs> I want to get rid of him. Fucking come talk to me, everybody. I don't want him anymore. Pro Arsenal Agenda, managed by me, uh, got the win this week. 35-34 to 34 over self-proclaimed fantasy guru, J.B. McConville. Ooh. Uh, and maybe Arsenal will hire Ted Lasso in the next few weeks. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, uh, thus rendering his, worse. his team name useless. Uh, FC mouth breathers from Russ lost 33 to 44 to uh, Smokey. Ray took out Lindsay. Wow. 34 to 29. <coughs> Lindsay's on a bit of a losing streak. I think isn't Ray she? is also very quietly having a good yeah. third and just kind of slowly crawling up the and and one and two ain't doing too good right now. No, they're falling injuries. apart. Yeah. Uh, Keith for Magnificent Mad Pies uh, picked up the win over David Gecko 45 to 41. Fantasy golf will be a lot of fun, Mr. Gecko. Elliot winning 41 <laughs> to 34 over Big Sam. Unfortunate for you, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Alan 29. Carlos Brow, first place team, lost 29 to 40 mm -hmm. to old Robbie Boy. Uh, uh, Gunner Tech. Streak. Oh, yeah. 
That's what that's two, three in a row, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I think two uh, in a row. Two in a row. I, I think. think Taylor put a curse on him. Yeah. Yep, Definitely. He beat, he beat Taylor. He got all chesty. And then he ran into the buzzsaw that is but, big fucking Sam. No, you know what happened? You know what turned it? Mm. Taylor got goalkeeper points. <laughs> That's That's like, it. But, but he didn't get goalkeeper points this week because De Gea played. In fact, he De Gea got the shutout. Uh, Elliot Correct. Adam against me. But what I'm saying is, is that was the moment, much like when Australia caught on fire, that was the moment that the year <laughs> completely went to shit. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Kenny lost in an unfortunate circumstances, 38 to 40 to Alberto. Uh, and then Taylor, uh, no cock, zero cash, lost. Uh, no, I'm sorry, one, 41 to 25 over Chris. Uh, Firecock. Uh, remember, last week it was um, this amp goes to thirteen, or the, uh, he he made a it was it was a um, spinal tap spinal tap reference that he had made last week. This is the new team name because he this has, amp goes to eleven. Because well, no, 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 he had a different name against Firecock last week because of his reference to spinal tap. Oh, 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 So he okay. just changed his team name this week. You're talking about Taylor. Yes. I'm sorry. Taylor I, I changed you were his team about name Chris. this week. Okay. He changed his team name this week because, in fact, cock is hurt and cash is out on a, uh, is out on five yellows. So no cock. No cock. Zero cash. cash. That's pretty good. And he also said very much a uh, reflection of his life. <laughs> uh, all right, so James uh, Smokey uh, does move up at 10-0-2. Very wow. impressive in the first place. Carlos Brown dropping down in the second, 9-0-3. They both lost Ray, to me. Ray up to third, 8-1-3. Elliot in fourth, 8-0-4. Uh, Lindsay 7-0-5 in fifth. Alberto up at 7-0-5, but less points um, into sixth. Sam down to seventh, 6-0-6. Yeah, we swapped. JB 6-0-6. Keith six zero and six, me six zero and six. Uh, excuse me, in tenth, I burped there. Eleventh is Taylor at five one and six. Rob at five zero and seven. Kenny at three one and eight. Uh, Chris at three one and eight, uh, but less points. Uh, Mouth breather FC. Uh, Russ, you're at three zero and nine, my friend. And David at two zero and ten. Pretty much on par. But, but completely it, unintended pun uh, to be guessing puns, uh, pars, fuck, <laughs> to be guessing pars next season. I didn't write this. I came up with it as I was talking. Do you want to try it again? Yeah. All right. All right. David 2 and 10 on par with betting pars next season. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very there good. we go. Uh, I, will, I will say in defense of <laughs> one sake. Mr. Gekko, we do have, uh, if you look at his points, he's like better than half the league on points. He's just every week he plays, he happens to play against the team that scores the most fucking points. His point total is high as shit. It's like every week he loses 38 to 36, <laughs> like every week. And then somebody else wins like 21 to 18. Oh shit. You're right. <laughs> he needs to hire himself a lawyer and get those points double checked. Oh, he does. <laughs> Maybe he needs to stand outside the state house. I mean, uh, <laughs> Sorry, sorry. He needs to stand outside Bru the podcast studio bad, yeah. and demand uh, a recount. Sorry. It, 441 he's got. Uh, Russ on 334. 306 for Chris. 354 for Kenny. 420 for Rob. That, that's, that fits. <laughs> yeah. That fits. 410 for Taylor. 395 for me. 400 for Keith. And then finally it starts to go 
uh, above his point total. Ray only at 416. <laughs> so he's actually beating out the third place team in points. Yeah. But he's in dead last. <laughs> but he's yeah, but he's in dead last. He's absolutely he could be in ninth based on point total alone. In any fantasy sports, every season you have someone who does this. Yeah. That is like dead last. And you look at their points, they're like, I score 40 points, but I lose 41 to fucking 40. <laughs> and then I look at someone who won 10 to 8. <laughs> like yeah. that's yeah. exactly what fucking well, happens. I told you about Parks' fantasy football. Mm-hmm. There was somebody because of the COVID lists, they both only had like four players that played. Oh Jesus, that's somebody crazy. won 76 to 62 in fantasy <laughs> football. Yeah. Won oh. 76 to 62 or some shit. And um and it was basically because of the COVID list. Oh shit. Where the both teams fantasy teams were absolutely decimated. <laughs> Very funny stuff. Gekko, hang in there, man. I very much look forward to hearing what you have to uh, plan for your lineup for Pebble Beach. I really look forward to it. Oh, I can't wait. And we <laughs> we have to do it. How are we going to make him do it? Is it going to be like DraftKings, or do we have to do a... Um, I'm, I'm going to probably... We're going to do the NBC Sports Predictor. No, so I'm, we I'm, have like three or four categories he has to bet on. Uh, I'm probably going to do DraftKings and set up an account for us since it, the person will change every year and we just give them the login information to do DraftKings kind of thing. And uh, make sure they have their own goddamn credit card. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then they will have to. Well, no, you can do the free one. There's free ones. Fuck that shit. So, and they and you they will have to. Bad. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> and they and then they have to report on the Drunken United FC page every week what they're doing in fantasy golf for the entire year. Oh, we're going over it as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It'll definitely get covered. Definitely get covered. You know what, so, Gecko, I'll sign your petition. Hashtag stop the steal. Heard stop the steal. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, about wraps it up, boys and girls. Sammy, any parting words? Uh, no, last week uh, on, was it Tuesday, there was an incident in the Champions League. Oh, yeah? Uh, a Romanian referee uh, referred to, uh, apparently, uh, according to Demba ba, as reported by ESPN, referred to the assistant coach of Bashik Shahir uh, as a Negro when describing him to the referee uh, as to who to give a card to um, or when asked by the bench who the card was given to. That part's a little bit unclear. So the guy must clear. have not had a number on his jersey? It was an assistant coach, uh, Pierre uh. Weibo, as a Cameroonian guy. And it's a Turkish team. Most of the coaches are Turkish. And then him. And then so somebody asked, like, who do we give it to? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever that situation was on the, the confusion on the sideline. And he goes, him, that one, the black one, the Negro. That. Uh, Romanian referee, Eastern Europe. <laughs> Usually not the most open-minded. Nope. Um, so, used a terribly offensive term. Demba Ba was reported by ESPN walking onto the field and grabbing the attention of the main referee, of the head ref, saying, why do you say Negro? Why do you call him a Negro? Right. Well, that, why, why, why does he have to use that word? Yeah. Why can't, why especially it just be the guy in the well, hat, the well, guy right the, there, the assistant coach. There's it's so the, many other descriptors. It's the fourth you're official. S- you could legitimately yeah. walk right up you're to four the feet bench from him. and grab him and go, this guy right here, it's yeah. him. Like, but chose his race. easy. Chose his race to, to describe him uh, in, in when he was standing there, <laughs> which yeah. is terribly inappropriate. Um so it, it's, did he use a, a, a racist term? Yeah, definitely. Uh, as we discussed off air, mm-hmm. um, 
did not call him a racist term, did not berate him in some sort of way. Can we use this as a teaching moment? Yes. That That's my point is let's take this as an opportunity to teach people. He apologized straight away, <clears throat> not realizing in the heat of the moment, quote unquote, I guess, what right. he said or, or, or that it was offensive. I mean, he apologized within... 20, 30 minutes of the incident. I mean, he, he was credit to that fourth official. He was quick, very yeah. quick with, but you have like, to, I really you know, didn't mean to, I really didn't mean to, I'm sorry. In the situation we find ourselves <laughs> these days, right. In, 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 in as, as fast as we are growing, uh, mm. as, as a, a, a human race, I guess you have to be aware of what is offensive and what isn't. And you have to take that and and move <coughs> forward with it, especially as it pertains to race, um, because for far too long, those things have been swept under the rug. They've been accepted. They've been okay. It's mm -hmm. not appropriate. And like I said, he wasn't berating him. He wasn't calling him directly this 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 term. And there's obviously a, a tier or two above mm -hmm. what he did. Uh, in, in terms of severity. So you have to take him at his word for this one. And um, should he lose his job? I still agree with that. But let's teach and let's talk about it and let's mm -hmm. learn from it. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, pretty powerful moment that both teams just Walked decided. Off, and fucking credit it. to them. <laughs> fucking credit to them for that. Not cool. Not going to let this stand. Well, and, We're leaving. Even, We're me, done. Even better, let's tell you about this. They didn't want to take part in a match if he was associated with it, right? Apparently, yeah. the UEFA official that was there offered to swap a VAR ref for that fourth official, mm -hmm. right? So he wouldn't be in the stadium. He'd be in the truck outside, right? The player said, will he still be officiating this match mm -hmm. in any capacity? And the wafer said, yeah, he'll be the VAR because we don't have anybody else to fill in. We're not going back on the field unless he is removed from this game, period. We'll play tomorrow. Yep. And Very that's exactly well what they did. They played the next day. Everybody um, lined up in a circle together, every other player of the team around Abs each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So take it as a teaching moment. Learn, grow from it. And that's all you can do. Yep. And Mel. don't be a fucking cunt. Yeah, just don't. DBAC. It's that's, not that hard. It's an easy rule. Um, it's very simple. And it, if you fuck up, right, learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Happened to me 30 minutes ago. <laughs> um, do I, what you got to do. Grow. Learn. I, I, right? and be open-minded. Fuck's sake. It, it sucks because I, always, I start to feel like Slipknot has it right. Yeah. You all saw this on Facebook yesterday. Uh -huh. People equal shit. Oh, yeah. And that's just how it goes. People equal shit. And the general populace are a bunch of cunts. Yeah. But when you can take it upon ruined, yourself. Go read the comments. You can take it upon yourself to not be a cunt. And yep. do that. And you can affect change from the grassroots level. Mm. Um, it's Like I said, I would like to see where this goes on forward for that official. It seems like he's taking it as an opportunity to learn. And he's immediately admitting fault and wants to grow from it. Let's not necessarily crucify the gentleman. It, when when someone legitimately wants to try to make mm -hmm. change and wants to learn from it, because I guarantee you, I will say something stupid in my lifetime. 
Sam, you will say something stupid in your lifetime. Melissa, oh, I have. you will say something stupid and in your fa- lifetime. Yeah, fair enough. So we, you, you need to be able to have the opportunity to learn from the, that. And it, it, and at least the first glance is, this guy wants to learn from it. Let's give him that opportunity. And that's fair. And and hopefully that's the example that UEFA wants to set. The problem is, is it happened on international television. Yeah where people pay extra money beyond their cable bill to be able to watch it. Yep. And it happened in such a public forum that UEFA will want to save face. Oh yeah. And so he's going to lose his job. Well, but that's the thing. People want heads to roll. That's what cancel culture is, right? I'm not a fan of cancel culture. Well, the man's still going to have a job refing games in when Romania. He's just, when not gonna, genuine, he's just not going to do champions. League. When, it's genuine, when it's genuine, I agree. No, no, no. When yeah. the remorse is genuine, yeah. I should oh, clarify yeah, 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 that. Yeah, yeah. When the remorse is genuine, I agree with that. Yeah. There should be no cancel culture, right? Because they're they're actually trying to be better. But when someone's a super cunt, mm. <laughs> if yeah. you will, there's AKA you have to cancel them. Millwall. Yeah. Oh, fucking cancel Millwall. Canceled. You By have the way, to love, cancel. Love QPR. Have- loved QPR scoring a goal running oh. right in front of the Millwall fans taking a knee and raising the fist in the air right in front of their face. Uh, brilliant. That was pretty fucking Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Anyway, that best. <laughs> that's my closing. Um, Mel, you have something that touches home uh, a little bit locally. Do I? Oh, I, I got ner- After you said touches, I, I got mean, nervous. It's only in the notes. I only handed you the notes and told you. He, he reminded me twice. Her notes are facing the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there is a ND football show. We're going to be uh, sharing it out uh, because the website is not up yet. It'll be launching on Wednesday and you're hearing this on Tuesday. But here in Maryland, in Baltimore, where Graham lives in Anne Arundel County, where Houston and I live, uh, because of COVID, all the restaurants have been shut down again and relegated to carry out only. I like putting in a football term with that. Yeah. What? Relegated into carry out only. <laughs> yes, that's thank right, you. Way to tie it together. Actually, I didn't even know that's that I brilliant. did that. It just happened naturally. That's, y'all that's have absolutely brilliant. Y'all have completely <laughs> manipulated my brain and just start talking football speak. Hashtag <laughs> synergy. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, Russ. So <laughs> we'll be uh, sharing out the link and there's going to be a couple GoFundMes and um, most importantly, there is a Christmas drive for all of the kitchen workers, uh, bartenders, servers, front of house that can no longer afford Christmas presents for their children because, well, cunts don't want to wear masks in restaurants and our numbers keep going up. And I'm not even going to make a commentary on whether it's right or wrong. I just want to help the people, our friends that are affected. So we'll be sharing out the links on how you can support your local restaurant tour. And if you want to help buy a Christmas present for a buster's kid that probably needs it, we'll uh, send out that information. On top of that, because uh, I didn't know this was happening because I don't read the notes either. Why? And everybody <laughs> wonders why I'm a fucking tyrant. He's such a fucking tyrant. On, on, on top of that, uh, do not order Grubhub. Do not order <laughs> no. DoorDash. Do not order... Uh, Uber Eats mm-hmm. um, because they eat into the restaurant's profit. I was and about I understand, to say the exact same thing. I understand. Okay. If yeah, you order I'm from with a, you. If you order from, here's my general rule. If you're ordering from a chain, use an app. 
Right. If you're ordering from a local independently owned restaurant, order directly from the restaurant. Go pick the shit up. Do yep. curbside. Yeah. Do, you know, I, I ordered from the Abbey. I shared it on our uh, Instagram page. <clears throat> I ordered from the Abbey for, on Sunday for the, for the game. And I walked in. They had the side door open and they had it roped off. You walked up to the bar. You paid. You received your food. Right. Actually, I paid online. Didn't have to give my credit card. I received my food <laughs> and I left. And they had it cordoned off. It was the corner of the bar, right, where you walked in. And uh, and you couldn't access the rest of the restaurant. Nobody could. And the front door was locked. Mm-hmm. So you just walked into the corner of the bar. Bang. I'm Sam Graham. Here's my order number. Show them on your phone. They give you your order. You fucking roll. Yeah? Yep. So, uh, and they receive... 100% of that profit, mm-hmm. obviously minus the credit card fee, but 100% of that profit versus DoorDash or Uber Eats or it whoever that takes 10 or 12 or 15, yep. sometimes yeah. up to 30 fucking percent yep. of, of that, that margin. And that fucks the restaurant actually further because they're putting in all of the effort, all of the work. And now instead of making nine bucks on that order, they make a dollar. But and, that cook still has to be paid. And don't think that 10 to 30% goes to the driver that's taking it to you. That absolutely no, doesn't. 5% of it doesn't. No it way. goes into the fucking corporation's Correct. pocket. And by the way, let your fucking local restaurant see your face and mm-hmm. know that you love, appreciate, and support them. Absolutely. Now, this is something that's going on in Maryland. I implore everyone wherever you are across the country, whoever you can across help. The fo- across help, the world, mate. Help your local restaurants. Yeah. Help your, I don't want, I, I don't want, you know, Taylor, I love you. I don't want you to spend money in Annapolis. I want you to spend money in Kansas. Yeah. Take care of your people. Yeah. From James, Australia I want you to, to spend California money. I want you to, to spend- New Hampshire to Maine. Tip yeah. your server and tip them well. All right, Billy Joe. I was, was going to say smoke. I was smoky. like, what was that? The American idiot. It was like from Anaheim to the Middle East. Wasn't that the lyric? Yeah. <laughs> Smokey, when you <laughs> climb out of the uh, woods of wherever you are in the North uh, Atlantic. Yeah. Do you even have <laughs> restaurants? Answer that question, Smokey. <laughs> Email in. Email it if you even have fucking restaurants. But our Houston contingent, our our I, Carolina I, I contingent, you, Uber Eats, in where Smokey is, is a hunter. Yeah, <laughs> he just so, goes, kills it, brings it to you. So, so, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, <coughs> sorry. I but but I implore, I implore all of you guys, honestly, everybody, um, l- look at your local market, look at what you can do to help. Um, you know, obviously, you know spending your money in those accounts help, but find the charities that are doing stuff for, for those people, you know, buy their kids some fucking Christmas presents. And buy if you're listening buy to them this, Christmas dinner. It's not that hard to do. You need help. Send email us an email. In. Yeah. Email in. Send us an email. Email yeah. in. Them fucking, uh, go on WBAL's website. It's a television station mm-hmm. here in Baltimore. Go on WBAL's website. They had, hey, I cried for 45 fucking minutes in my garage yesterday. I called you, told you about it. What mm-hmm. happened? They published lists to Santa from kids this year. Again, oh, they always do. Yeah. But it was, I don't need anything. Please deliver the vaccine to every doctor's office. It was, my mom had to pay for the funeral of my grandma and my uncle. And my shoes are kind of tattered. So if you can find the time, maybe deliver me some Nikes. But my mom can't afford them. And it was uh, just absolutely gut-wrenching yeah some of those some of those letters and uh anything you can do to help anyone it not even in the restaurant industry yeah. 
but they have always been there for us. That's why we're a thing. That's why we do what we do is because we love drinking. We love being at the pub. I can't wait to get back to the pub and watch a football match with my friends. Yeah, with like-minded miss- fucking people that sing yeah. the same songs I sing. I can't wait for that. And I miss it. I miss it so much. But anything you can do to help anybody, do it. Period. And again, if you need help, reach us out. Hit I'll us send up. Send some help your way. Hit us up. All right, that wraps it up, boys and girls. Um, next up, injury time. You don't need to fucking plug it. We've talked enough as it is. Uh, we're giving you more shows this week. We're going to be back on fucking Thursday doing it again. Everybody gets uh, two shows, and if you're a Patreon listener, you get four fucking shows. So, till Thursday, kids. Can't believe you guns made me cry on air. Fucking new button.